Jade Waltz lives in Illinois with her husband, two sons, and her three crazy cats. She loves knitting, playing video games, and watching esports. Jade's passions include the arts, green tea, and mints, all while writing and teaching marching band drill in the fall. Jade has always been an avid reader of the fantasy, paranormal, and sci-fi genres and wanted to create worlds she always wanted to read. She writes character-driven romances within detailed universes where happily ever afters happen for those who dare love the abnormal and the unknown. Their love may not be easy, but it is well worth it in the end. Jade, what made you want to live a more creative life? I was always been a creative person. Like in high school, I was in band. I did all the bands, every single band you could think of. I think I was in like eight of them when I, before I graduated. And then I went into college and even though I couldn't express myself, like I didn't do any of the bands, like any of the marching bands, that was my favorite in college. So I just did orchestra, but that wasn't like me. Feeling the crowd cheering at you, I guess, is what I like. So I, I know this is like, it's a weird, it's a weird creative life. So I got in contact with my old band director in high school and he was like, you are always interested in marching band. You always want to like be my assistant in making design. How about you write drill? Like the pictures the marching bands do to the music on the field. So I was like, okay. So I shadowed him for a year. I made that my summer job and I loved it because I could express myself through art by making, I call it like battleship, like creating like artwork and shifting people around to different tempos and beats within the music. And that was like my thing. But the thing was when I got pregnant with my sons, I couldn't go to all the band camps I wanted to go to. Like I couldn't teach the kid the drill. Some band camps hire the drill writers to come and help teach the drill to the kids. So I felt my art expression limited. And then I was bedridden with my last son. I was always a reader. I always read probably like a, maybe a book or two a day. So I started reading everything from like Shifter Minaj to like probably every single poly reverse harem thing out there to like high fantasy. And then I landed in sci-fi romance. I mean, that's a huge jump from all those genres. There's a, there's a connecting line, but huge jump through all those genres. And I've never really found what I was looking for. I found a series that was similar, but I always wanted some Star Wars, Star Trek, epic sci-fi, alien, reverse harem romance. That's what I wanted. Some like epic nine, I don't know, 10 novel plus like series. You could fall in love with all these side characters and learn about all these cultures, visit all these planets and deal with all the struggles of dealing with different cultures and different traditions and lifestyles and stuff. And I just felt like it wasn't there. So I just started writing outlines and then bam, Project Adapt was formed. And then I'm like, oh, why should I stop there? I should continue going. And then I filled like 20 notebooks full of outlines and character sketches and character designs just to express myself. And then my husband told me one night, He's like, if you are making all these outlines and you're not doing anything with them, why don't you just try writing? If you can't find the book that you want, why don't you just write it? And I used to write fanfics for anime. (laughs) 
I was, yes, I was one of those type of people. I used to write fanfics to change, like, the ending or to, like, expand on the endings of, like, certain animes or certain, like, series that I didn't like how it ended just so I could have my own happy ending of how it should end. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try it. And I did, and I fell in love, and people fell in love with what I wrote. And then I was like, maybe I can do this. Maybe th- this, this is my escape. So it's less limited than teaching people how to drill because instead of having to, well, before my second child was born, I literally was like, okay, husband, I'm going to take our eldest, and I'm going to go to Michigan, and I'm going to hop around band camps for a whole month. Like, I used to take my, he was Simba at one band camp, because he was only one month old, and they thought that, well, he's a fifth, like, so it's like, they're like, yes, king, the king baby, let's, let's Simba him. So, but that was my life, so I had to find a different life. Right now, I'm a part-time author. I hope once my children a little bit older, I can become a full-time author, but I just found another way to express myself, and I love it. I enjoy it. I can make my own hours. It's not, like, limited to the summer, and I can adjust whenever I want to my family life, and that's where I am at. (laughs) We might have answered this already, and also going back, I am super pro fanfic. I rewrite, at least for headcanon, all sorts of endings of anime. So yay fanfic. And I will ship people and have for years. I don't care what canons. It's just the same arc. They're like, oh, the couple wrestles with each other, or they fight each other, and then maybe the last episode they kiss, and that's it. And I'm like, eh, why? There's all this stuff they could be doing together. Why? Or you, you ship couples that never, like, even had any romantic interest, but they should have been together in the first place. I love fanfics. I love reading fanfics. It's interesting. But fanfics to part-time author, full drill writing in the middle. That's that's my that's what I have become, I guess. It's not a bad way at all. I think we have answered this, but do you plan your projects in detail or go with the flow? And why did you make that your process? So I, I plan everything to the detail. I have, I have my books planned out probably to the chapter, but the issue that I have, which I know a lot of authors can relate, if once you get to writing it, you have characters who want to fight you. Like in my series, Project Adapt, Kate, like one of my characters is like, no, Kate, you, you can't do this. Go back to your go back to your corner. Your time to shine is later on in the series. Just go away. And I didn't understand that until I started writing. Because I've read other authors. They post about why do these characters kept fighting me? Or why do these characters just want to talk louder than the other ones? And I totally get that now. In that regards, I go with the flow, a limited flow. Because there's been a few scenes that have changed due to a character speaking loudly or doing something that I didn't plan beforehand. But everything else, I am detail-oriented, especially if you want to do foreshadowing in a big series or, like, connect everything in the end. I have to make sure that when I get to book five, I didn't mess something up that, was, that, that happened in book one or that something that happened in book one will finally make sense when you get to book seven. And I applaud pantsers. I applaud people who just 
they have an idea, they have characters, and they just sit down and type because I would go in a panic attack if I ever had to do that. I, I applaud people who, who do that, but I'm a totally outliner. I'm a, I'm a detail-oriented outliner. Do you have another job, and what are the pluses and minuses about that either way? I have a part-time job. I write marching band. I used to do blogging and stuff for bands too, but right now it's limited to marching band drill writing. Depending on the client, I either pick the music out for them or I work with a director and we pick out a theme in there, the music, and then I will, it also depends on the client, either I tell the color guard, this is what you do, or the color guard tells me, this is our routine you fit us in. So there's a lot of talking between myself, the drumline uh, coaches, and the color guard coaches, just to make sure that they weren't planning on doing something crazy that would potentially injure or hurt other kids. Probably it's, let's see here, I start my summer job like around June. It doesn't officially end until mid-October because most, if they're not in competition bands, they usually do two or three shows a season. So that means I have to have a their main show ready for band camp, which is usually the end of July, August. And then I have to write a totally different show in a shorter period of time for their, their October uh, shows. That's when everything's all frantic. It's like, oh, I have to write four shows. Instead of taking a month for one show, I have to write four shows in two weeks. Okay. <laughs> a lot of all-nighters, but it's a fun time. I love it. But it's a different love. Writing is a different love also. Now I can write when I'm not drill writing. Because I have two different art expressions, two different jobs. I have fun. What is something no one else knows about you, but that you wish other people knew and appreciated? I probably have to say, most people probably don't know, because I'm not really vocal about it. I used to be a hardcore gamer. I know it's probably a weird concept to some people, but I used to, before I was pregnant with my first child, I used to join guilds in like, wow, Final Fantasy fourteen stuff like that, and do world first. Like, patch day. Patch day happens on a Tuesday. Okay, let's do a week of basically all-nighters or, or scheduled sleep times. You take a three-hour nap here. You take a three-hour nap here. Rotations, rotations. Let's get this world first, guys. And I used to be, like, that was my thing. Hardcore rating. The rush of, like, killing a boss. The rush of working with 24 others to down something. It was the same rush I got from performing in high school. It's just the rush of performing. So in performing in front of others in high school and marching band, I don't know how, but I got, that was the same rush I got is when I rated with 24 others and I could say, yes, I downed that boss within a 24 hours or I downed that boss before everyone else in the world, yada, yada, yada. And I used to do that and I used to, I play League of Legends casually. I usually play socially with my friends just so I can have an adult interaction since I'm a mother of two children, but I used to play that hardcore too. Now it's just casually, which is fine. I don't have time to do it. I barely have time to write. So it's like you have to sacrifice something and I'd rather write than play. So that's me in a nutshell. What are your favorite inspiration prompts, productivity tools, or creative routines? I love OneNote. Because if I'm on my phone or on my tablet, if I want to jot down, aha, an idea for a scene, or aha, an idea for a series, I can write that down, and that's anywhere where you log in. 
I use Rivner a lot to translate all my notebook notes onto the computer and then all the details that you need to fill in. What three things do you wish you had known earlier in your creative journey? First off, I'll have to say ask around or ask cover artists or editors or any person that you're going to work with that you trust with your your either your book cover like ideas or with your manuscript for proof of like previous work at the beginning of my career I went to some cover artists that was suggested to me and I actually went two of them in a row until I found the one I have now that I love and I just I, I'm holding on tight to her and one of them used copyrighted art so I couldn't use the like I paid for the covers and I couldn't use the covers and the other one ghosted me <laughs> so lesson learned I guess I had to talk around ask around more and I talked to bigger instead of like oh yeah my my friend it's usually this, my friend is a cover artist so then I, I went to bigger cover artists who I had tons of fans and stuff and had like Facebook groups and I had reputable authors who are using them and that's how I found the current one that I'm using but I wish I would have learned that at the get-go from just saying my friend does this or my friend does that because I would have saved a lot of money at the beginning of my career and I guess that's the lesson that I've learned. I trust too early and I'm loyal to a fault and somehow that has damaged like that has hurt some things and that has caused like unnecessary like he said she said drama or an unnecessary cost for me like I said I've lost a lot of money on people I trusted with my manuscript and stuff if I could go back time I would probably vetted out people better than I did I was told everyone's everyone has a roller coaster everyone has a different journey I guess my debut book and my debut year was a great, crazy journey. But now that my lessons have been learned and I know who to trust and who's reputable, I can now go forward and just continue using their services without worrying about anything. I hope I cross fingers. I hope I don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> <laughs> like I got down to... I know I'm going to write this series. Here's eight. Like, I have a whole Project Adapt series covers, all eight of them made. I don't, I'm like, I don't want you to disappear. I want them all to look the same. I don't want health issues or, especially now with the virus here, I don't want to have to find another cover artist to redo my whole covers because something happened to you later down the line. And now I have to rebrand everything because it will look, to me, it will look weird if you have to have a new cover artist halfway through a series, especially it's a large series. So that's why, like, okay, here's a trilogy. I would like to do a trilogy. Okay, here's eight books. Please do eight book my covers. I know that's a lot of money down at the very beginning of a series, but it's like, I'm going to write them anyways. Sooner or later, I'm going to write it. So Meisel, please do the covers. <laughs> Thank you. That's my lesson. If I had to go back in time, that's what I would have done. I would have checked people's reputation more instead of trusting someone said, oh yeah, I'm my friend does that on the side or my friend does this. It's okay though. What is the latest tool or resource you've discovered? I don't like change. <laughs> so I, other than the two items I've already mentioned, the only other thing that I've discovered that I'm, I'm potentially may buy just because writing on it may be easier is that I don't know the name of it. I just saw an ad for it. It's the digital notepad that you can use like a pen 
and write on it and then you push and then it'll automatically transform that into a word document yeah it's like it's like 500 dollars, but it's like if i have to go sit down and watch my kids play outside or do something it's easy i think it's easier to sit with a notebook or a tablet like device and write scenes out even by hand than trying to type it on my phone like i've been trying to do or trying to bring my laptop which leaning over and trying to write in the sun or whatever with a laptop is hard so I'm thinking about buying that. But other than that, I just stick to the big the two tools that I've been no using since the beginning. If they're, if they're working, no reason to change it. And final question. What project or message would you like to tell listeners about today? I have a new series coming out on March 31st, and it's Cosmic Honor. And I've been wanting to write this book for a long time, since last summer. Mulan has been my favorite. It was one of my favorite Disney movies, but then I got addicted to it. I had to figure out where it came from. So then I studied the legend, the Chinese legend. So I then was like, this could be a cool, like, alien romance. So I wrote an alien romance based on, it's loosely inspired. I'm trying to do Mulan justice, but it's loosely inspired on Mulan legend. So it's a, it's a gender uh, bender in the beginning. Like she disguises herself as a male and gets close to a prince and then they fall in love or it's not fall in love. They, they lust over each other. And then he's like, why am I lusting over a male? And then her identity gets revealed and things happen. I'm not going to spoil it. Things happen, but it's something I always wanted. Like, even if you watch the Disney movie, it's like, why couldn't they make up in the middle of the movie? Why can't this be a romance? It, Mulan should have been a romance. And that's what I wanted. So I didn't think it was going to be a series. This is the thing that I got, I have to say it's a pantser type thing. Not, maybe not really because I outlined it. But I originally wrote it as a standalone. And then I fell in love with the side characters so much. I was like, these side characters needs love of their lives. They need to fall in love. I've already plied out six or seven more books to the series. It's not going to follow like legends or fairy tales or whatever. Only the first one. But I have a reverse harem series. So this is going to be my traditional MF series. And it's, it's fun. It's a different feel because I'm used to dealing with multiple men. So only having to focus on a couple is refreshing. So I'm planning on rotating it back and forth with my Reverse Harem series. But yeah, it's Cosmic Honor. So if you love Mulan or you want to see the different spin on that, or if you just want to read something new and different, because I don't think there's many, I haven't come across many gender benders in the sci-fi romance world. I haven't even come across that in like any of the other stuff I've read. I will be certain to drop a link to it in the show notes. Jade, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Well, thank you for having me. You've been listening to Pants On or Off, all about creators and the creative process. If you'd like to suggest a guest for a future show, please drop by ellenwynbooks.com forward slash guests. Now, go out there and make something fantastic.